This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For all people, it's like we have, we have two options. It's like, do I either learn how to manage and regulate my energy and my emotions? And although I'm doing my best to educate and there are many other educators out there in all different types of fields, we're not really taught this stuff at school and most of us aren't taught by our parents. So many of us say, no, 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 I'm just going to start to numb. I'm going to start scrolling through Instagram. I'm going to start going out on the weekends. I'm going to start watching TV. I'm going to start eating too much. I'm going to start eating too little. I'm going to start doing whatever it is that I need to do to not feel because I don't know how to handle the intensity of this. Hello and welcome to the Not Perfect podcast with me, your host, Poppy Jamie, recovering perfectionist and founder of mental wellness app, Happy Not Perfect. This show is about hitting pause while we explore the mind, soul, science, real-life experiences, and that confusing thing called happiness. Life throws curveballs, and I believe the greatest healing comes from honest conversation. I'll be interviewing thought leaders, change agents, scientists, and mystics for their insights and perspectives. I hope you'll join me on the journey. On today's show, I'm speaking to Angelica Alana, who is a thought leader, personal development coach and founder of Lit Up For Life. I've even tried her coaching program and really enjoyed it. She also happens to be one of the most popular meditation guides on the Happy Not Perfect app. So it was my real pleasure to get in the studio with her. So we always begin with three questions I love to throw out there just to get to know you, Angel, the person. By the way, for everyone at home listening, she looks like an angel too. Just a side <laughs> note. She's the most beautiful, stunning person inside out. Anyway, I'll crack on. What is your favorite quote at the moment? I feel like this one's been my favorite for a while, but and I actually am not sure who said it, but it's, you are the sky and everything else is just the weather. That is so lovely. And mm. what does that mean? As in you there's an unchanging part of you there's a part of you that was with you as a baby that's still with you that was with you as a toddler through all the ups and downs there's an unchanging essence and so sometimes it's going to rain as in sometimes there's going to be bad times bad moods unfortunate things or things not going the way you planned newsflash (laughs) Um, what yeah right but that's just the weather and there's a part of you that's untouchable and unbreakable and unchanging so that's like a reminder for myself. Oh, that's so lovely. A part of you that's unbreakable. Mm. I love that. What's the most profound life lesson you've been reminded of lately? That people can make a comeback, that we can all make a comeback, that we can all transform um, even when you think there's no room for growth or that, that there's no possible possibility for turnaround. I've been really... Um, you'd think as someone who works in the transformation space <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'd be really aware of that. But, yeah, I had some pretty surprising, amazing things, um, spending time with my family recently, watching their transformations. Well, that's really lovely. Mm. And how do you define happiness? Feeling at home in your body and at ease in your mind and life. And do you remember a time in life when you 
perhaps got the idea of happiness confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're kind of, um, I want to say educated, but maybe it's more indoctrined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a cultural narrative that's not that feeling at home in your body and at ease in your mind and life. And do you remember the switch? I mean, I feel like I've always been a bit of a rebel. I think that's thanks to a nature or nurture, I don't know. But I don't know if there was one point for me, you know, people say like, when did you like wake up? I don't know if there was like a, a moment, you know, some people say like I was mm. on the bathroom floor and then, and I just woke up. I'm yeah. like, that didn't happen like that for me. It was a slow, gradual awakening. And I think it's still happening. It's like an, an everlasting unfolding. It's a continual progression. That's a really nice comment, which actually I quite want to just spend a moment on because I think often when people look at the wellness industry or look at people who are, you know, who seem to have got it all sorted, there feels this, well, they've now got it sorted. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but that is Isn't so this the not perfect podcast? <laughs> right, yeah, but that's so refreshing to hear you say that because I'm sure, you know, when people look on your life, they're like, oh, she just got it all down. Mm, oh, my God. And isn't that the the symptom of a social media culture, the mm. highlight reel? It's like, I love something you said, Poppy, actually, don't compare your outsides to someone else's insides. Oh, Mm. I know and we're all vulnerable of it even oh, when yeah. we consciously know we shouldn't it's like you get on the scroll and it's your fingers seductive. just do it for you and you're like ah. <laughs> how'd I get here <laughs> um, so I read something uh, that you posted recently and it said what you're feeling you're healing and mm. I thought oh I love that but what do you mean by that so what you're feeling you're healing to me it means like if something's subconscious like if you are not aware that something has been bothering you if you're not aware that there's a habit you're partaking in if you're on automatic pilot if you're uh, I'm trying to say a few different ways to say this because subconscious material can sound a little bit like what the hell does that mean but if you've got things happening inside of you that you're not aware of or you're not mm. allowing yourself to be aware of because you're not allowing yourself to feel it and process it it's hard to score a goal when there's no goal it's hard to change something you can't see mm. but if you're f in the full throes of feeling something it's a release you know, we all know how that feels to, to cry and to let it out unrestricted, to just allow yourself to go there. And it's actually an honor, I've realized lately. Like, if I have a really tough moment, I'm like, wow, I thought I healed this, but wow, what an honor that I feel safe enough in my own hands that I can now go where I wouldn't allow myself to go before, to really fully feel the the rawness of this that can feel really hard right to go there sometimes like I don't want to feel that that's scary like what if I die like that's yeah. so much but to just allow yourself to fully 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 feel it then you see it then you're aware of it then you can process it you can heal it you can apply the tools the practices get help whatever it is but until you allow yourself to go through it it's like that children's book you can't go under it you can't go over it you gotta go through it <laughs> oh, well, that's so true i definitely had many years when the easy, easiest approach felt put it in a little corner mm -hmm. and then try and deal with another day mm -hmm. or you're really angry about something mm -hmm. and you know you're conditioned to think oh I can't be angry about that right. oh, I'm totally cool that's so great but yeah <laughs> you're right it's there is no healing in that whatsoever um uh, and actually recently I got really angry about someone not calling me <laughs> mm. and funnily enough even what you're just saying then resonates a lot because 
I was able to unpack by acknowledging how angry I was. I was able mm. to unpack then why I was so angry at that point in time. Yeah, and until you allow, like the resistance, first of all, it holds it to us. It might be more subtle, but it's like, you know, for as long as you don't allow yourself to feel it, it's stored in your cupboard. Oh, right? that's good. And I imagine I see like a visual of like, you know, when your mom says clean your room and you actually just hide everything under the bed or you shove it all in a cupboard. And then one day you just put one thing too many. And has anyone ever had mm. that scenario where you have a disproportionate reaction to something that doesn't seem like, you know, it should make you so angry or so upset or whatever. And it's like, it's not that thing alone. It's the rubber ducky that's one thing too many mm. that makes the cupboard explode. And that's how we get triggers when we don't process emotions. And I'm not saying you know there's a we don't want to suppress it and you also don't want to discharge it onto someone else but we do want to process our emotions so that we can regulate them absolutely what is a tip that you encourage your clients to do to help process to help feel so they can heal Mm, get yourself to safety so you have to feel safe to feel so for some people that will be being in your bed you know, for some people that'll be in the shower, <laughs> a crying shower moment, they're the best. Um, for some people that's in their car, you know, wherever it is, go somewhere that you feel completely safe, that you are completely safe to let go, to be a bit unbridled, you know, for a moment, whether that's screaming, crying, laughing, I don't know, whatever it is that you need to do, just feel it. And I often do this for myself and encourage people to do this, call it forward. I know it sounds a little strange, but sometimes there's a fear, there's a reluctance to feel that much because we've been taught to suppress, suppress or discharge or whatever our method is. So just saying to yourself, I'm safe now, bring it on. Whatever I need to feel, I'm ready to feel it. Like really call it forward. And then once you're done feeling the fullness of whatever it is, I like to move my body. So, you know, you might dance, you might go for a run, you might go for a walk, a swim, a surf, whatever it is. But there's something about it, whether you believe in energy or not, I would say, you know, you're moving the energy through. But if you're someone that's like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know, just try it. Just go for a walk after you have a big cry or a big, you know, processing of emotion and and see how it feels in your body. And then the third thing I would say after you've felt, you've moved, I would say come back and journal about it process it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So you recently were talking about getting worked up about shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a huge victim of this. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> 
and I worry about ridiculous things. Mm -hmm. So lots of questions here. How do you not get worked up about stuff that doesn't matter? And how do you know what does or does not matter? The golden question. I love this. So the first thing, to answer the first question is like, how do you not get worked up? I would say like make a list of the things because our minds are not that inventive. Like we think that our problems are like really unique to us, but, and maybe yours are, I don't know you, but I know about my problems are not that creative. It's like all the typical human worries with ridiculous in like versions of those you know it's like the typical human stresses but have a list of like what are your go-to thoughts that you like to think when you want to torture yourself essentially know what those are so that it's really easy when you start to think those thoughts you go oh my god I'm doing that thing I'm worrying about that stuff and it's like you you can as Dr. Joe Dispenza would say you can mentally rehearse shifting so if you've already decided that you a big one for people worry about money all the time and you know that that doesn't actually help you in any way it just hinders you so you have that on your list and that way you can also go okay well what would I prefer to do in that scenario and you can mentally rehearse that change so then when life happens and you start doing that thing and worrying about you know something that's not going to serve you or You know, we can worry about really ridiculous stuff like, you know, how many Instagram followers you have or how many likes you got on your photo or whatever. And, you know, we're all guilty of worrying about silly things, no judgment. But I think it's about catching yourself in it. So knowing yourself, like what are your go-tos? Um, and probably just having a laugh at yourself too. It's not so serious most of, most of the time. It's not so serious. And to answer the second question about how do you know like what to worry about and what not to worry about, as Eckhart Tolle would say, don't add a layer of psychological pain onto an already difficult situation. Like you might have hard stuff, most of us do to varying degrees, but worrying about paying your bill, worrying about your loved one who's in rehab worrying about you know this doesn't help it just adds a layer of psychological pain on top of an already difficult situation so when we ask how do we know what to worry about nothing don't worry about anything (laughs) there's a difference between worrying or acting right and also um, another thing that kind of snaps people out of it is like what do you want to be remembered for when you die like think about that like if it doesn't matter like if it's not something you want to be remembered for if it's not a part of your legacy like they're not going to be like, here lies Becky. She had a great butt and several thousand Instagram followers. <laughs> like, no one cares, you know? Like, <laughs> essentially. It's like Becky with the great hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, you might have great hair and that's amazing, but you you probably won't care about that, you know? God, that is so true. Adding a layer of psychological pain when mm-hmm. there doesn't need to be. Oh, <gasps> God. Can't claim that one, Eckhart Tolle. Right, but thank you for bringing that (laughs) up because that definitely resonated with me. And I think probably that truly lies in our obsession with trying to judge and put our opinion on anything that happens. I'm reading a book at the moment. Um, I'm only partway through it. It's called Humans, the Storytelling Creature. And he's talking about how our brain actually rewards us with dopamine when we when we create a story. Like Dr. Brene Brown talks a lot about how when we don't have information, who can relate to this? If you don't have the full information, you just make it up. <laughs> you just fill it in. And usually with the most dramatic, negative, scary stuff. And this other book is talking about how when we finish the loop of a story, like beginning, middle, end, great. Okay, I've got it. I've nailed it. I understand why this thing is happening. I understand why that person did this or didn't do this you fill in the blanks with a lot of information and your brain 
rewards you for completing the story. Like, so it's, you know. Storytelling. (laughs) And also we're the meanest storytellers to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Creative. And I always say that, like, I often say that to my mom. I'm like, mom, like, you're so creative. If you could just channel that to loving yourself, like you or anything else, you could probably like write musicals. I don't know. You'd be on Broadway. Like, and and our mind, isn't it? We're all so creative, but sometimes we're just so mean (laughs) with with that creativity. God, that's so, so, so true. Mm. One thing I know doesn't matter, (laughs) um, but I think it's so hard um, to be immune to it, Mm. is what others think about us. Oh, yeah. And a lot of my negative storytelling comes from that. Mm. You know, someone hasn't texted you back and you're like... God, it's because they don't like me or that mm. happened or this happened or whatever. What are your thoughts on this in our search for external validation and what are mm. your tips to help anyone through it, including myself? Oh my gosh, I'm so in this practice as well. I think, you know, we evolved that way. As they say, in winter, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. And our brains evolved at a stage in which social acceptance meant survival. So mm. we've literally been wired neurologically to seek acceptance because we've wired that into that pack mentality, that community, you know, and also as a child, our primary caregivers, we do need them to love and accept us. You know, the reason they say, and I don't know if I believe this, that love even evolved is so that we'd take care of our kids. So mm. we'd feel bonded to them and then not just like, you know, whatever, we'd actually care for them enough so they they can can survive survive. right so even that we've learnt as children to use like love and acceptance to get what we need to survive so I think that awareness alone realizing that first of all I'm safe I'm safe I'm not under threat when someone doesn't text me back when they don't like my picture if they don't like me I am safe like really feeling that and believing that and reminding yourself of that. It seems silly, but that's actually where that signal's firing from. It's like, am I okay in the world? Mm. You know? And so that would be the first thing. And then I think... Um, Reassuring that you're not going to be outcast by the pack. Yeah, you're mm. okay. No one can outcast you. Only you can outcast you. You know? And you're probably outcasting yourself by giving your power away by worrying about this person's opinion. You know, it's like Dr. Seuss, again to quote a kid's book, but those who matter those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Mm, you know? <laughs> it's so simple and it's and it's it's easy it's simple and not easy for sure and it takes practice. But I think the first step of that is just being aware and making the choice. What's more important to me? Is, my, is the opinion of that others have of me that as Byron Katie was, would say, like stay in your own mental and emotional lane. Byron Katie is an amazing, amazing spiritual teacher and she talks a lot about the idea that like who has ever said something but then actually thought something else. So that being the case, we don't actually ever know, even when people tell us what they think about us, we don't know if that's even true. Wow. So like stay in your own mental and emotional lane because at least that way we can be the best version of ourselves like if I'm gonna fill in the gaps with the information that I don't have like this person didn't text me back if we're aware that we're storytellers if we're aware that we're gonna fill the gaps in like I think the practice is like filling those gaps in with the most generous assumption as Brene Brown would also say like how can I assume generously not because it's necessarily true like they might be ghosting you but also like because you can assume the best until you have the information and either get the information and find out or don't, but don't torture yourself. Like, you know. Right, 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 right. There's Evidence. a great book too, um, The Courage to Be Disliked 
That's also a really good read for anyone. All my all my recovering or reformed people pleasers out there. <laughs> <laughs> the disease to please. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So the courage to be disliked. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great book. It goes to Amazon and orders your own podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you write a lot um, about growing up being an empath. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? This is a funny one because I get this question quite a lot. So. I get what I'm like, where is this coming from? I'm like, oh, in my bio, I say, you know, I, I was having experiences that would be now described as empathic um, abilities. So my take on this is that we're all empaths. I think that to be a human is to feel, if you want to go from the spiritual or the more Buddhist perspective, that we are one with everything. And if we're one with everything, then if we're open to that, then we're feeling a lot, right? But we all have different degrees to which we numb ourselves so some of us are more closed off than others um, often for survival because we had to be and then others for some reason just stayed really open and really sensitive so we feel a lot right Um, so I would just describe that as um, being almost overwhelmed with emotions to the fullest spectrum and so you have two options right as a human being this is for everyone you know not just like being an empath is being human so for all people it's like we have we have two options it's like do I either learn how to manage and regulate my energy and my emotions and although I'm doing my best to educate and there are many other educators out there in all different types of fields we're not really taught this stuff at school and most of us aren't taught by our parents so many of us say no no no, I'm just going to start to numb I'm going to start scrolling through Instagram I'm going to start going out on the weekends I'm going to start watching TV I'm going to start eating too much I'm going to start eating too little I'm going to start doing whatever it is that I need to do to not feel because I don't know how to handle the intensity of this wow Mm. there's a beautiful scene in Call Me By Your Name I'm not sure if you've seen that film and the father says is talking to the lead character and he's just had this really heartbreaking uh, breakup with his with his first boyfriend and the father's advice is along the lines of that Mm. um to feel heartbroken Mm. is actually an amazing feeling Mm. but often people go through their first love they get heartbroken and because it was so painful their brain goes well I'm never going to do that again yeah it's like I'm never going to put my hand in the fire again so we then all retreat and we wonder why we struggle with intimacy Mm. and and it really reminded me of what you said just then but thank you for sharing such a powerful point because something that I talk about a lot which is you you go to school you learn how to read and write but yet who tells you how to be a human being Mm -hmm. so even I you know even I've said that stuff in the past but even just hearing what you said just then I'm like god you're so right we do not talk about managing our emotions enough yeah or our energy or our sleep or our food or our, and and you know how do we point the finger because you know my parents weren't taught either mm. <laughs> so it's like the beautiful thing about our generation is we have access to all this information so we could go on google we could be seekers in a different way i think to be a seeker previously was a lot more challenging like i'm i'm a spiritual seeker but it was easy for me i grew up with google <laughs> right right exactly mm. To be sensitive, though, mm-hmm. I think requires you to lead quite a vulnerable life. Totally. And it is more painful being sensitive. Um, talking from someone who is, being, <laughs> who is uh, quite sensitive. Mm-hmm. My parents would argue I'm extremely sensitive. <laughs> um, what would? What are your tips for, I suppose, living a life being open to be 
being an empath and allowing yourself to be sensitive and, and not numbing yourself? Mm. Like, how on earth do you deal with it? I think it's a it's a nuanced dance that I'm still perfecting. But some of the things that definitely help me are taking time every day to be silent, to just listen. Like, what do I need? When was the last time I checked in with, with my needs in an intentional way? Like, what do I really need today? What do I really need right now? And am I seeking to fulfill that in a healthy and loving way or am I not listening to my needs not sitting down and being quiet and therefore I'm subconsciously seeking to fulfill that need in unhealthy ways so first thing is find time to be quiet and sit with yourself whether it's journaling or meditation or going for a nature walk just be be yourself and be quiet <laughs> for a little while every day and I think also the reframe of like sensitivity as a superpower so I, I think that's helpful to allow people to want to go there to realize that okay if I as Brene Brown says you can't selectively numb Mm. so if I'm going to numb my pain I'm also going to numb my capacity for joy Mm. and compassion you know because I allow myself to feel all the icky stuff I get to feel the great stuff but it also means that I can sit in front of someone with in a lot of pain and be okay to be with them and not look away from their pain and truly because if I'm not good with my pain how am I going to be good with anyone else's pain so, you know, for all of those that, that those of us that are really service orientated, sometimes that helps as well to realize like being a sensitive person is not only just going to allow you to enjoy life more, but it's going to allow you to show up for the people you love more because the depth of the pain you felt that scooped out that that depth inside of you, that's the depth of your spiritual strength. That's the depth of your compassion. You know, it's it's and and. A tree can only grow as tall as its roots go deep. So it also means it's the the elevation of your joy. So sit alone in silence, um, reframe it potentially, and also find some tools. It doesn't matter who you do the work with. It doesn't matter how you do it. There's so many variations of, of tools and practices to get you in touch with yourself and to get you regulating and managing your energy, your emotions. You know, just find someone and find something, a book, a podcast, a person, a coach, a mentor, just something and someone that resonates with you so that you can start to find practices and tools that help you when it gets a little overwhelming so that you can regulate and manage yourself rather than being seduced into checking out. I find that um, sensitive people are also a bit more vulnerable to energy vampires and people that just come on and then suddenly you're wondering why you'd have any energy left. Um, you have an incredible coaching practice where you have obviously your team of coaches as well as you being the head coach. You know, you guys are consistently giving energy to everyone you're healing and helping on their journey. How do you advise and how do you protect your energy yourself so you can continue to give as much as you do? It's an interesting question. I, I get this one often, like, aren't you tired doing what you do? Or like people are like, don't you like, why? or uh, some people say, you listen to be other people's problems all day. Like, and I'm like, I don't see it like that. I honestly, when someone's in pain in front of me, I just feel honored. I feel yeah. honored that they've chosen me to show and reveal who they are and how they feel. And because of the way I see it, therefore it doesn't feel draining. But that also being said, I take really good care of myself. Like I meditate for an hour every morning. You know, I, my my friends know my boundaries are pretty strict. Like I won't come for dinner if it's farther away. I live on a mountaintop, so it's a little far. I'm like, because I want to be in home at bed by nine mm. so that I can show up in the way that I want to show up for myself and my clients and my family. So I do have, um, 
I don't see what I do as draining and I also am very firm with the practices that I have so that my physical body can Mm. be in shape to support my energy because for myself as silly as this is like it's not usually the people because I'm pretty good as well like if I meet someone I'll be like oh yeah that's a you know that's a no for me or even working with people I'll be Mm. like "Mm, that's not it's not going to be nourishing for either of us but for me it's like if I'm really hungry or if I'm really tired like silly stuff I think for most of us I'm just a giant baby like I'm like my thoughts will suffer like my the quality of my thoughts I'll start being like oh that's really hard or how am I going to fix this and I'm like hang on a minute I'm just tired I'm just hungry oh I just need to eat something and drink some water and take a shower go for a walk and oh okay all of a sudden everything's fine again (laughs) you know so it's like it's really like the basic stuff for me just keeping it simple yeah, well, actually, that kind of brings me on to <laughs> something you also wrote, which resonated, small habits, big changes. Mm. And um, what do you mean by this? I mean, what, what and what's a small habit that's changed your life? Meditation is the first one that comes to mind. Like, it's so simple. Just sit there and be quiet. <laughs> right. Right? And is that all? Because obviously there's so much meditation out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done some amazing meditation series for having a perfect app. But for people who are just coming to this, like what's your advice I would say start small and that's that's exactly it it feeds back into that question well it's like I always say to people start with a minute literally just sit down just for one minute set a timer and just sit down and put like and make it a ritual that's the big thing like light a candle or light some incense or put a rug down or make a little corner in your home it doesn't have to be expensive but you can make it lush and rich with your intention and and how many of us well hopefully everyone listening but I know for myself I wasn't someone who had rituals I didn't and that's that's a level of like reverence for self and life being like I'm going to take the time to light a candle and go through this process of really like making this a special moment even Mm. though it doesn't cost anything it's so simple anyone can do it like cultivating that level of intention or like I'm going to make this moment special for me because I'm worthy of that like yeah that's a small habit we can all do that cultivates a level of self-respect. Mm. It cultivates a level of self-trust because you're like, I follow through on the commitments I make for myself mm. and I'm safe in my own hands because come what may, I'm going to keep showing up for myself, whether it's meditation or any small commitment you make. This actually brings me, the idea of self-worth brings me onto what I'm quite excited about to discuss um, with you today, uh, the subject of limiting beliefs Mm. and the subject of unsubscribing (laughs) um, to learnt habits, let's Mm. say. You did a fantastic series on the Happy Not Perfect app called Unsubscribing, Mm. and where you went through a number of different topics um, to unsubscribe to. It's a confusing thing because Mm -hmm. I think this is all so new to all of us, but Mm -hmm. what do you mean by unsubscribing? What are limiting beliefs? It's kind of like imagine you as a human being are like a computer. You're like the hardware and we upload software and then sometimes we accidentally upload a virus. (laughs) And (laughs) what's the difference, right? The outcome. That's it. That's the only difference between what we'd say is... Um, a positive belief or a limiting belief a great software update or a virus it's like you know what's the difference between someone who does a habit every single day repeatedly and someone who's an addict that's repeating an action it's the outcome is that a healthy way to fulfill that need so I think it's just about understanding which uh, what is driving you and what how is what driving you affecting the outcomes of your life and that's the easiest way is to look at the things in your life that you want to change the most but you just can't seem to you're like you know you don't want to do that thing anymore but you keep doing it 
it's because there's a belief that's more powerful. You're believing because the truth is humans don't do anything that they don't believe they get from. So it's like we often with bad habits will be like, oh, I don't want to smoke anymore. I know it's bad for me. And we're like, okay, great. We, we, you, we've beat that horse to death. But what do you get from it? Like, let's be real and honest. And people are like, oh, well, I just, I get to go outside and I feel connected and it's that moment I feel so relaxed. And you're like, there it is. So you have to find something that gets you that and that you truly believe is worth more than that moment until you honor what you're really getting from those habits. So a lot of this like unsubscribing is getting truly, being really real with yourself and really honest with yourself about what are the things you think about yourself in the world, like truly, and who are you really? Not who are you showing the world you are? Because who are you really is what's going to affect your life. That's who you lay down at bed with every in bed with every night, right? Like, who am I really? What are the thoughts I'm thinking on a regular basis truly? And how are they really affecting my life? And are they what I want? You know, we get to do that. Am I decorating my inner world consciously? Or am I just filling myself with all this stimulation, all these other people ideas? Like you think about women and beauty, this is a really mm. interesting one, right? Yeah. That affects so many of us. And it's like, whose idea is that? Who who decided, whose random thought, some random person said that this is better than that and this is beautiful and that's not and this is right and that's wrong. And we just all went along with that. We're decorating our inner world, our primary relationship, our body that is such a gift. You did nothing to deserve it and there's no guarantee you'll have it even in the next moment. And yet we allow some random thought that's not even our original thought. Yeah. <laughs> Whose thought is that? We just adopted it. We're like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Does it though? Mm. Like that's what I mean when I say like I get so passionate when I talk about like yeah. feminine beauty and positivity. But really it's like it's it's silly when we think about it, but it impacts us so much. So, yeah, a lot of it is about the awareness of what we think. And, and when you think something repeatedly, it becomes a belief, right? Not just yeah. what you think. And what you believe affects what you do. And what you do repeatedly becomes a habit. This then mm. forms your state, your mood, which when repeated becomes your temperament, which becomes your character, which becomes who you are in the world. And not only that, the lens through which you filter everything that happens. So it's, it's big stuff, this stuff. <laughs> so how would you then reprogram a belief and unsubscribe mm. from a belief that consistently tells you you're not good enough. Mm, it's a life's work. Maybe a few lives. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Where do you think that comes from? And and because I feel like that is something I see time and time again that so many of us struggle with. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I am not entirely sure, but I almost feel like it's when we're not able to manage our energy mm. like let's say there's a life force energy i don't know if, if anyone believes that listening but let's say that there's something that creates life it's yeah. an energy and, and i don't know what it is and somehow it creates life and when you're connected to it when you're in alignment they would say in the spiritual community you feel good mm. right and when you're not you don't but if we're not sure how to manage that and we don't feel connected to that primary source of love that's actually always there that's you know then we can get this idea maybe we feel off and we feel like oh something's not quite right it, and then it must be me maybe mm. or we're taught we're not worthy because we're raised by people who don't feel worthy it's like yeah. the chicken and the egg yes we, it's a learned because <laughs> we're not getting a benefit from it but it's a learned belief from such a young age yeah and yeah. if we don't see people respecting themselves mm -hmm. you know if you don't see people treating their bodies well yeah having healthy relationships setting healthy boundaries then you don't know how to have self-respect and self-worth but you definitely know that it doesn't feel right when you don't how do you 
identify those habits that have started to be massively programmed into you that aren't doing such a great job for you like what is your advice in identifying the worst ones it's this very special magical thing called your internal guidance system (laughs) it's your feelings Mm. (laughs) it won't feel good (laughs) or it might for a while and then it'll feel real bad or it'll feel good and then it'll feel bad it's like trading intensity for consistency and finding things that bring you closer to yourself rather than further away, things that make you feel safe, whole, at home in your body and at ease in your mind and your life. And if it doesn't make you feel that way, then maybe you should reconsider thinking it, saying it, acting it. And it really goes back to your first point, like where, you know, bad feelings are not necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. It's your internal guidance system. Ding, 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 something's going on. And then we don't listen. It's like, hang on a minute. I got to scream louder to be heard. These emotions kick and scream until we listen. Yeah. Mm. So you have an amazing, amazing coaching practice. And I say this because I've also done it. <laughs> and um, it really was really, really impacted me. So I Aww. couldn't encourage listeners more to check that out. Um, what can, continues to surprise you um, from your work? The simplicity. It's like the further down the path I get, the simpler it gets. The less I know, the more I'm like, I don't know. But (laughs) the simpler it feels. I feel like it's getting more and more like Italian cooking. Just good ingredients, simple quality. (laughs) Oh, that's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. Simplicity, good ingredients. Yeah, just simple. A few flavors. That's all you need. And funnily enough, (laughs) when... You know, because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering what even happens in a coaching session, Mm. because it's a very um, intimate. Yeah, it Mm. is. It's something that, again, like quite new, I would say, Mm -hmm. um, having a coach. Mm -hmm. How do you explain it to people? I would say it's like having a best friend who they're really knowledgeable in tools and practices to help you regulate your emotions and manage your positive psychology it's like it's my obsession and I love this stuff but I realize it's not everyone's obsession so I'll do the work I'll do the studies I'll live and breathe the practice I'll study all of this but I'll also give you the cliff notes because it's essential for everyone to know how to do it much like I'm not obsessed with numbers and accounting but I know I need to go to someone who that's their skill and passion so they can share it with me so that's the way I see it um, and it depends as well on the session because we've got the platform which is um, people to subscribe and they get like the online they get the live training with me every week but it's mainly just videos and they can kind of dip in and out and interact in a less intimate way but then the one-to-one coaching as you say it is um, more intimate and it's it's really someone to listen and the difference I think between a coach and a therapist I would say is like therapists aren't really meant to give you their opinion mm. I'll, I'll give you mine <laughs> take it with a grain of salt but I'll, I'll give my opinion yeah yeah so if you could give one tool from your toolbox to every person what would that be meditation and why because you can how are you supposed to hear yourself speak above all the noise if you don't listen and mm. you whoever's listening every every you the collective you are your greatest guru your greatest teacher but if you can't hear then you can't follow the guidance yeah so powerful and agreed and it's hard I don't think anyone's denying it's not Mm. hard sometimes our minds can be the most scariest place to sit down totally yeah I couldn't agree with you it's just like that learning to see the mind as like a little puppy sometimes Mm. it'll bring you bones and sometimes it doesn't want to let go of them but you're just like as they say the mind is a great servant but not a good master I think meditation shows you back to the beginning that part of you that's unbreakable 
you know, just because you think it doesn't mean it's true and you start to notice that these things just pass in and out of your mind and you get to choose what's true. You get to choose what stays to decorate your inner world. So That's really lovely. So to finish, uh, we do a little thing called finish my sentence. So if it's okay with you, I will begin and please end. Okay. <laughs> I relax by... Being alone. The person I love most in the world is... Me. The last dream I had was... That I had a pet polar bear. So cute. I'm dying to have dinner with... Martin Rothblatt. If I could do it all again, I would... All of it, all of it, one more time for the people in the back. Best thing I bought recently was... This water bottle, actually. This is a goodie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Best piece of advice I was given was... Be yourself everyone else is taken that's kind of a joke one but that's <laughs> what my boyfriend says to me every day before i leave the house oh <laughs> so cute my first thought in the morning usually is depends what mood i'm in <laughs> before i go to sleep i wash my face <laughs> when i'm feeling insecure i spend time alone if you really knew me you would know i'm very very silly I really can't tell you how much I appreciate your time Um, this talk has been so inspiring it's educated me it's resonated with me on so many different levels so massive massive thank you for sharing your time with me and the not podcast listeners and where can we find you would you share with us your socials your website how can we find your company or coaching please give it to all of us all the things well firstly i just want to say thank you so much for having me it's an honor and i love getting to see you and your genius you have a gift so thank you thank you uh you can find me on litupforlife.com and you can also find me on instagram which is a little trickier uh angelica alana a-n-g-e-l-i-k-a a-l-a-n-a lots of a's (laughs) angelica alana um Mm -hmm. It's such a great name. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's a bit of a gobble, but... (laughs) (laughs) So good. All right, thank you so much. Thanks, love. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Of course, it would be amazing and very appreciated if you wouldn't mind hitting subscribe and sharing this podcast. You can find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram. DM me questions or any guest suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. And also, if you have a moment, download Happy Not Perfect. It's my mindfulness app that helps you manage stress, anxiety, sleep, and ultimately makes you feel happier every single day in less than five minutes. See you next time. Sending you lots of love and energy. Till then. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.